Jonah Hill eats a fucking goldfish, doesn't he? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while since I saw that movie. It's so fucking long. He probably only did that scene because they were like, hey, Jonah, you ready to eat goldfish? And he was like, are you kidding me? I could eat like nine bags. Have you seen me? See, if it was me, if I'd been Jonah Hill, like, and then on the first take, uh, I accidentally swallowed the goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> I bit its fucking head off, Conan. I'd be like, I, and honestly, it was a mistake. I really, I, I swear to God, it was a mistake. But I swallowed that goldfish. Yeah. The first one was a mistake. The next nine were a delicacy. Really bummed out the crew. Everyone got sent home for the day. Uh, Well, we're, we're done the lockdown on the at midnight tuesday yep i think that's after the day too i think that like tuesday is the full day because i know it's ends midnight tuesday i have got to assume they would have that means wednesday right it means wednesday everybody's out of lockdown i guess so i i always like that's the kind of shit that i'm thinking about during this not like anything else but being like when they say midnight tuesday do they mean like Monday and then midnight hits and boom, it's Tuesday and everyone gets to go out. Or do they mean that all of Tuesday and then Wednesday, you know, is really the first day. It's midnight at the end of Tuesday. Bro, I think it's Gremlins rules. You don't really worry about the logistics (laughs) of it. And when they say midnight on the 15th, you're good to go at midnight on the 15th. I just, I feel like (laughs) that doesn't answer my question at all. Of course it does. I have as many answers as anyone else in the infrastructure of this town. If anything, it gives me more questions like, do I need to pour water on myself after 10 p.m.? And what will that do to me? (laughs) Bitch, the water makes you multiply. Sunlight kills you. Food after midnight makes you evil. What don't you get? (laughs) But rainbows make me stronger than ever. (laughs) (laughs) Great bit. Great bit. (laughs) Portuguese Uh, gremlins for the win. That's so funny. They only have one weakness. Ayo. <laughs> and then he's just blown him away with a shit. <laughs> My question there is if he's the only person who can defeat him, is there something special about his shotgun? Or is it just that he's great at killing him? I think he's just he practiced on a lot of gophers and he's he's ready to kill some Portuguese <laughs> gremlins. Yep. That's what you get. He's just been living on a, a, a desert plain in Texas for <laughs> fifteen years. With shooting at anything that moves in a certain direction. Living with John Rambo. He was there when Rambo killed all those guys with logs and pikes and pungies. And everyone took a sigh of relief. It's over. (laughs) It's finally over. What would be amazing is at the end of that movie, yeah, Rambo just, it's finally (laughs) over. And the director of the movie just comes out and puts Sly Stallone down (laughs) like a horse. Oh, I said he thought that he was going to come down and like put himself away. No, someone's got to do it to him. It's like reverse Harakiri. Someone needs to tell him when to be done, because he clearly doesn't know instinctively. And then all of the other actors get up, and we show it, like, documentary style, the last few things. But, like, no, but we we shot Sylvester Stallone. We we put it into these movies. I mean, uh, you know, uh, what was it? The Expendables movies. Never going to see those again. Yep. (laughs) Anything he was going to do, it's done. Those those prison break movies he did, it's all. Oh my god! What were those called? Escape plan or escape, escape hatch or something? Escape plan, escape plan, and there were three of them, and I watched all of them. 
My question is, how can you have one conversation with a guy that sounds like Sylvester Stallone and not realize that guy doesn't know how to break out of a prison? I believe he's been to one. <laughs> There's no way this guy knows how to open a regular door that isn't locked, so... Yeah, you said, oh, he looks like a mastermind. It's not what comes to... <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, you gotta... How you do? That's why he always hey, surrounds himself you. with other people. Hey, you got a bathroom I can use, man. I'd say my biggest disappointment so far in, like, that genre of movies is that Sylvester Stallone hasn't worked his way into the Fast and Furious franchise at any point. Yo, now that you say it, that Come is a on. glaring omission. Wouldn't that be great? I just want to see them all swing through that franchise. Wait a just minute. Just for a little while. Wait a minute. You're on to something. Because as we've discussed on the pod eons ago, that John Cena is playing Dom's evil special ops brother. <laughs> Which means just like, these guys. Yeah, yeah, go on. I was going to say, so from the very first movie, we're supposed to believe... <laughs> That this side thing has been happening all along. This is why Dom's so good. Don't you understand? It just runs in his family. It's in his blood. Just driving cars that break the laws of physics. <laughs> He's really good at drinking Mountain Dew and having sex with Michelle Rodriguez. And John Cena got good at killing people with a paperclip. Like, that's the premise of the next movie. It's like the super spy. I guess all of it doesn't fucking matter because like you said they can drive cars up walls and they can do whatever the fuck they want now <laughs> i i'm surprised they're like fast and the furious 10 oh my god guys there's aliens <laughs> like it's just that is when you bring in sylvester stallone he's dom and john cena's dad who has been say, no. missing for 20 years because he was abducted by aliens i was gonna say no he plays that that one of the reavers from guardians of the galaxy and that's how you tie fast and furious into the marvel universe uh, see you can still do that it's the same he's like i came down and seated you guys oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i came in both your moms oh my god <laughs> you're, both, <laughs> you're my boys <laughs> truly the stupidest shit ever I love it. Uh, I just want them, and when they reveal John Cena, they cut, They just do like a flashback to the first movie. He's talking to Paul Walker, like, you can have any beer in here as long as it's a Corona. And then they just cut to a shitty shot of John Cena in the corner. Look, mm, Corona, it's good. He says, I was there. <laughs> they just patch him into all these scenes. Exactly. Yeah, family. Like, he's just in a different car that was off screen. <laughs> he's uh. like outside of a bar in Tokyo just puking his guts out at the exact moment that Jason Statham kills Han. No yeah. way! Oh man, this is gonna really fuck up the dynamic. Holy shit! And just pukes a little more. <laughs> I think we need to get on the horn uh, to whoever writes the Fast and Furious movies because I think we just made them a ton of money. I think we just write that on spec and then yeah, although once again, third week in a row... We're doing the bidding of Disney, because mm -hmm. if we bring Fast and the Furious into the Disney universe... Son of a bitch. You know? I don't want to work with noted fascist Donald Duck anymore. <laughs> Guess what? It's Donald Duck or Baby Yoda. you got to take your pick. Listen, he, he put the uniform away, but nothing changed, you guys. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> throw it changed. away. That shit is canon. That's a part of his history. Can you imagine Inglorious Bastards, but with Donald Duck as uh, Hans Landa? 
<laughs> I wish I could do the Donald Duck voice. I do too, because I just hear him screaming while Brad Pitt carves a swastika into his face. Yep. <laughs> if only we hadn't already done it, I feel like that would have been a great cover art for, yeah. uh, for this week. Uh, That's a little too salty for YouTube, unfortunately. It's like on the one hand, we're singing Disney's praises, and on the other hand, we are not. <laughs> well, I mean... You know, if you're mad at yeah, us... Yeah, you're right. No, no, no. Because you have to admit, it would be great to see a version of Inglorious Bastards with Donald Duck in it. <laughs> I can't, I can't, you know, you can't take that away from Disney. That's a great character. <laughs> just, I, I wish I could do a Donald Duck voice. I just see him in the beginning shot. I assume they're under the floorboards. I, just, I wish I could do it, dude. It's, you got to, like, do it, like, shooting air out of the side <laughs> of your... Just him drinking the milk. <laughs> the beer. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was that good. Was you, you've captured the sound, the essence of the Donald Duck sound. Yep. And then uh, all the other unhappy Disney Gestapo come in and and they shoot the, the Shoshana's family <laughs> under under the floorboards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the thing. We're talking about Disney. We're talking about mm-hmm. Baby Yoda. Oh, don't get me don't get me going on baby yoda again no we we do we have to we have to address it and we have to def- we're under assault you oh, ha- we're under assault you've been asking for a long time for our first piece of hate mail you've oh, been begging and it, we've been doing everything a, in our power to net it it's about the mandalorian huh the mandalorian is what did it is what brought out the first dogs of war rory and you sounded that sweet war cry. sweet all right what is it hit me with it all right, let me pull up the actual uh, DM. Oh, you're going to put them right on blast. I'll keep it anonymous. I'll keep it That's anonymous. Fair. That's fair. Because they didn't mean nothing by it, but they're going to get an ass licking, and I think they knew that because <laughs> they listened to this show, and yeah. we love and to lick ass. Oh, yeah. oh, no, not an ass licking. <laughs> an official <laughs> Skimbo Lounge ass licking you shouldn't have. Okay. Oh. Any rights. Consider this my first official hate mail. The Mandalorian is awesome, and the last episode had the first Mm. in-screen action sequence for Boba Fett. When he shoots down the Imperial ship and says, I was aiming for the other one, that is a reference to the 1960 classic Western, The Magnificent Seven. I have to ask, what movies and shows do you guys actually like? Because you seem to only shit on things constantly and never talk about what you think are decent shows and movies. Oh, so you get it. That's good. <laughs> to which I say, what podcast have you been listening to where we ever pretended that we were obligated to be positive about anything? Yeah, yeah. You, you've bet the wrong horse in that criticism. <laughs> when are we going to say start saying positive things? I don't know. When is winter over? You have violated the implicit agreement that takes place in the Skimbo Lounge. When you you have you have broken the rules of engagement, would you like a lesson, sir, in the rules of war? Wait, but so let's. I'm going to break down this criticism a little bit because again, you did you did not address, sir, my main issue, which is the 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 puppets in it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I get that Yoda was a Muppet and that Muppets are in the Star Wars universe in certain situations, but again. 
I, 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 what was the, the movie that he referenced? Magnificent the, Seven. The Magnificent Seven. I don't remember the Muppets and the Magnificent Seven back in the 60s making it a super majestic film. Oh, but it's different. Okay, but if I make a shitty spaghetti western over here and, and then I quote the good, the bad, and the ugly, does that make it iconic? Fuck you! <laughs> no, it doesn't. Don't well, be ridiculous. Well, two things- I rewatched some of it and I'm sitting there being like, okay, look, here it is, uh... Oh, the Mandalorian, he's, he's sitting there watching Baby Yoda. They're, oh, they're trying to fix the ship. Oh, don't. And he sit there for like five minutes where he's like, don't, don't put that wire over there. And the baby sit there. <laughs> and like holds the boat. And like, no, 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 don't put that. Oh, and then Baby Yoda shocks himself. And it's so, so fucking adorable. And I sit there and I go, I hate this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> well, you're cynical. You hate yourself. I am. Yeah. But we've already been over this. That's what this is about. <laughs> there's, like, there's things about the Mandalorian I enjoy. I just, like, I look back at uh, Rogue One, this very dark, gritty Star Wars story that didn't have to be happy and pander to every audience while still being a part of the universe and being a great story. And I thought they were going to do that with The Mandalorian. And then, like, uh, right off the bat, they introduce an adorable Muppet that follows him through the the show's entirety. Well, hang on. (laughs) And... Also, there's the, the situation, though, where like he, he kind of works as like a deus ex machina because, again, Baby Yoda is fucking 50 and has super powerful force powers where he can just like lift shit up off the ground and do all this. Oh, no, it seems like they're going to he's going to get done in. And then like Baby Yoda can save him with his force powers. Well, and he has. Like, I'm not saying it happens at every fucking moment either. And he has like the does. healing powers. You have a legitimate argument with the deus ex machina thing. But two things can be true. Baby Yoda can be. A well-drawn, well-used character and a genius, diabolically genius marketing ploy. Because oh, it's just they it's just s- a little like ham-fisted for me. Like I, not to ruin anything in season two, but like there's this whole thing with like this frog alien and its eggs, and they have to like get it to the husband or to the I can't quite remember exactly how the the plot goes. But, like, there's, like, Baby Yoda takes a liking to those eggs. And at one point, oh, he starts eating them. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And it's just, like, little comic-y, plucky shtick like that that I just, I, I know. You can't you can't have something on Disney Plus like that, I guess. It's you like know? I, I said I know what to I was you, getting. It's not the boys. I, well, it's like I said to you the other night. The alternative was a nine-year-old plucky girl with horns glued to her head. Who walks around and is like, "What's a Mandalor- uh, Mandalorian?" and like adorably mispronounces things and asks obnoxious questions and gets kidnapped and blah blah blah. Like that's the alternative. Because when I watched the first episode with the blue guy, I was like, "Oh fuck, they're gonna keep him mm-hmm. around for comic relief. This sucks." And then like very quickly he's gone, and I'm like, "All right, it's not that kind of show." So then when yeah. Baby Yoda came into it, I was like, "A adorable, B." It's uh, you can do something interesting with the story because I have a ton of questions that come out of this. So, like, Mm -hmm. my I I get it. I get there are some people who are obsessed with Baby Yoda, but these are the like Refinery 29 BuzzFeed people who are just like 20 reasons why Baby Yoda is thick as fuck and you're loving it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that was was pretty good. You know, those people have corrupted the purpose of Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda innately well, as guess, a part of the story totally works. Well, I will admit that maybe if Baby Yoda hadn't been shoved in my face so much, I wouldn't have hated him as much. But again, I also 
was looking for like again i my expectations were something towards a little bit darker i was like come on disney give me something gritty and that was my mistake i'm not saying like it was poorly acted i think everybody in in it does a good job except for gina carano who's not very good but um i you know it's not it's not that kind of criticism it's I, i still ended up watching it so i can't like you know it happened uh if you get a chance to watch it, do it. Because you know, if you like the Star Wars universe, it's another thing. But yeah, you it's got not you guys like baby favorite. stuff. That's fine. Just admit that you guys like a baby yeah. thing. If you like the Mandalorian, you're a baby. Yeah, I think I, I think that's pretty much what I was trying to say. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> not to put words in my mouth, but wow. Your Honor, not to send my own client to the gas chamber, but may I speak on his behalf? With no prior knowledge or discussions necessary. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's what I think of the criticism. Uh, you know, uh, great that it has some references, but meh. Well, so you talk, you brought up, um, you brought up a show you do like that I also like, The Boys. Yeah, well, see, there we go. I feel like we've said the praises about that. I remember saying very nice things about Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Who has a short memory? Y'all know I would like Hubie Halloween struck from the record if I, w- <laughs> if I may. I request a sidebar. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, 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 let's talk about the fucking boys. Let's make a pitch for the boys. Because this, this writer... Have we ever talked about the boys? I think only in passing because here's the thing. I've never really taken it anywhere other than a cursory mention of it. In essence, I basically was like, no one's interested in hearing us talk positively about television and movies. So in a way, this person (laughs) writing in has a point. We don't ever talk about the things we like, because in my mind, I'm like, no one wants to hear about that. It's boring to hear us gush about something they haven't seen that we're positive about. I think that's a good point. Well, I just imagine everyone would tune out within the first, like, 20 minutes if we came in. Where it's like, isn't everything just happy sunshine and rainbows? Today I pet a kitty, and it was so happy, and it was purring on my lap. And I was like, oh, boy, but I have allergies, so I better put in some eye drops. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? You like it when we're sad and depressing. I'm sorry. Self-deprecating. I thought this was America where we could just hate stuff and not have to offer an alternative. (laughs) Yeah. I was taken to understand after the last four years that that was a perfectly acceptable way to live your life. Yeah, and I thought a lot of it was them being like, well, at least I'm not these guys, so (laughs) I can, uh, I can, I got that. I can hold my head up high in that regard. Everyone's got a different take on what this show is. It's very interesting to listen to people give their reactions to the Skimbo Lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody sees what they want to see in it. It's great. It kind of is an abyss, and I'm I'm very proud that we've cultivated that. It's like that time you walked into a house of mirrors on acid and you were like, I see what I want in this room. But usually by the time you get to the mirrors, you're having a bad time because those things are kind of weird already. Yeah. And, you know, carnies are scary. So, yeah, That's, you got to watch out for that. Got to watch out for carnies. I think that was my point. Oh, about Baby Yoda, noted anti-Semite Baby Yoda. <laughs> That's true. That's true. If anyone thinks I'm making that up. Go back. Any, it up. Anytime he makes these little noises, isolate it, back mask it. You can clearly hear him say stuff about, and I quote, bearded New Yorkers who killed our savior. I mean, <laughs> make of that what you will, but it's on the tape if you have the balls to look it up and shatter your precious illusion of Baby Yoda. 
<laughs> he's just an old pervert who likes, he's a 50 year old who looks like a baby yeah. and he uses it so that he can suckle at Gina Carano's boobie. He's a yeah, pervert. You guys, you guys are all in love with a baby boomer, you pieces of shit. It's That's fucking where the baby disgusting. and baby Yoda comes from. Baby boomer. Baby Yoda, baby boomer. Coincidence? Probably. Now, if you but fold you're the on the $20 bill in half, then you'll notice that it looks like the smoking wreckage <laughs> of the Twin Towers. Oh, man. I remember seeing those videos of like, oh, man, look how when you fold it this way, you you see this. Oh, no. I'd be like, what does it mean, Illuminati? I'd be like, it means that dude's good at origami, and I'm impressed. That's really cool. I mean, <laughs> Made some art out of a twenty dollar bill. But it's also the, it in a weird the, way. the stuff that like look at the symbols on the money, the Illuminati symbols and stuff. It's like that was just their version of like the Nike swoop. It was the brand at the time. Masonic yeah. imagery was like they were basic bitches. Well, yeah, and a lot of them were fucking Masons. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you have you ever seen your like if somebody out there has a grandparent who's a Mason? Does Gampy seem like? You know, he's out plotting, you know, the change of the world order, or is it bingo Tuesday? You're like, candle pin bowling. Like, it's, come on. Hey, ask your Gampy if they actually do have to take the oath naked. I heard that. That when oh, you that take the fun. oath to join the Masons, you have to be naked in front of them because there are no secrets between members. And then they come in with the brand. <laughs> <laughs> and then you all jerk off on each other. Oh. <laughs> great pleasure and pain anyway the masons why am i not a mason yet like that sounds sounds great <laughs> sounds, sounds like such a fun time and then they let me in on all the deep masonic secrets like jfk was a mason you're like okay great i you know this person was a mason yeah i think you mean is a mason he's just hanging around it's just tupac and jfk Whoa. smoking weed on the couch <laughs> that's right masons Get in here, Elvis. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh, hail Satan. Oh. <laughs> or whatever the Masons know. believe. I'm sure it's something weird, but other than that, who cares? It's All those orders believe just strange shit in some way or another. A lot of it's just about brotherhood and it's like the kind of thing i feel like a lot of people join we're like well i don't know who else i'm gonna make friends and so they just <laughs> better join the shriners join a lodge and go and do weird shit with these guys and once a year in a parade you drive a tiny car among all the other floats yep if you want to fit in and be cool in this town you gotta join the knights of columbus it'll change your life I mean, I just on that one random point, though, I was always disappointed watching the parades that, like, nobody got in more accidents in those things. Like, he didn't... Careful, Jerry! Like, this is just the one guy who doesn't know how to drive the fucking thing, and he just... Cah! Hits into the back of another guy, and they spill out. I guarantee you, if I looked right now on YouTube, there's a 13-minute compilation of Shriner cart crashes. Oh, I know, but I never saw one personally. Like, I want to see the one where, like, the, the little mini car gets caught under one of the floats and it starts a fire. <laughs> It's like this big display. Like those things are mostly like paper mache, and it, it just goes right up. Oh shit! Oh no! This is a black day for the Rose Bowl, and it's just there's <laughs> just clowns running around trying yeah. to put out the fire with seltzer. Mm -hmm. It's like you would always see those <sighs> huge parades. Uh, with like the guys like would like be holding the the giant balloons and every now and then one would get away from them 
and it would like explode and fall, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> drop on the ground. Or like traumatically, there's some woman holding her kid, and he's like not into the balloons. She's like, "It's okay, see, look, it's Spider Man." And then the guy just, yeah, one guy fucks up, and Spider Man's coming at this kid real fast. Yeah, you got to imagine too, though. Like, if you imagine being three or two and a half, and like you're still trying to understand like the proportionality of things. Like, Dad still disappears when he hides his eyes. Like, you're still freaking out about shit, and they bring you, and you see a Spider Man that is five stories tall. You know, six hundred feet up in the air, and you're just like, you just immediately spit up. I would spit up all over my parents if they brought me to something like that at that age. I just would not fucking handle it. And then, especially you see one rip the fuck open, or even better yet, like <laughs> three of the guys fall and four guys get dragged off their feet a couple hundred yards. <laughs> you're sitting there like, oh, what? I don't know how you process that. I feel like as a young kid, if you've got like the the capacity, you just go, life is about pain. I understand now. You realize that and you go in one of two directions. You go, life is about pain and there's nothing I can do about it. Or life is about pain and I can get to inflicting some and it'll help me avoid a little on my end. This is the early life of Jeffrey Dahmer, actually. We're just <laughs> This is an um, excellent point. All children should be forced to attend the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade to weed out the psychopaths. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? I mean, that's that's like the classic story of Ed Kemper before, you know, all that stuff went down is he obviously was brought to those to you know to the floats and he cried and that's why his mom abused him for 18 to 20 years or however long it was and then he cut off her head and buried it in the garden looking up into the bedroom and he used her hands to jerk himself off Mm -hmm. i mean uh, you know that (laughs) that old tale i feel like that's uh (laughs) you know that that's the meaning behind half of what norman rockwell did i think so and lebron james is doing it now in the game of basketball and it's it's a beautiful artistic Mm -hmm. cycle Yes, just you take you take it out different ways. <laughs> How Oedipal. is it? Is it? Is that? <laughs> I believe you've used that correctly, friend. It's <laughs> oh. oh, a weird episode. Fuck yeah, this dumb podcast. In case anyone was wondering, um, you know, that's all the material I prepped was the fact that Baby Yoda is an anti-Semite. And gross. And probably Larry David in a green skin suit. Oh, I mean, like, I had some thoughts, and then I had dominoes tonight, and I had that thing happen where when you get sick and your body goes, out! And it just kind of pushes it. <laughs> so I'm dying. I'm falling apart. You like, need I'm some trying. dominoes anti-rejection I am, meds. I am dehydrated. There's still half a pizza sitting in that fridge that eventually I'm going to have to go look at. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do it. You're gonna. It just always will be tied to the memory of what happened. I'd be like, well, this is going to be great next time. I'm like, hmm. It's like, I feel like Domino's Pizza should just be advertised the way we're like, I'm feeling fat. This is going to just make me <laughs> pee all of the liquids out of my butt for 20 minutes. Oh, doctors prescribe two slices for anybody who needs to get the train out of the station. And it just clears you the fuck out like it's a goddamn <laughs> laxative. I can't even believe it. Dude, I haven't had a shit ton of fast food you know, since the pandemic really, or since, since the lockdown happened. So it's been a couple of weeks ago when I was like, ooh, some fast food. And I had some itches. My body was like, what the fuck is this? What are you doing? You were doing so good, kid. And then my body proceeded to murder me for, for 20-ish minutes of hell. Now all I want to do is make a commercial for Domino's where it is literally just you 
sitting there in your gaming chair eating it and you get diarrhea and then it's a, a chick on her period who also gets dominoes and eats it and you guys are both just completely miserable and it cleans the both of you out and that's the pitch of the ad is that, that is dominoes vicious. is somehow good for your gut biome and will also help your period somehow one day this goes somewhere this podcast and they're like dominoes wants to uh wants to sponsor you they're just going through your backlog seeing if there's anything that they find questionable i'm like oh yeah sure totally forget about this and then uh, we lose literally tens of dollars <laughs> the ceo is like women on their period are the only people who eat dominoes huh <laughs> like oh so you get it you understand your product <laughs> and they're like son of no. a bitch no it's only it's also stupid people like, yeah. But you're right. You never eat dominoes when you're on a roll. You know what I mean? I'm doing good in life. I should get some dominoes. I should get some dominoes. It's always like, it's like, fuck, I, I, I've had the same thing four nights in a row. What do I do? And you see dominoes as that option and you go, I don't have to cook. I can just get, I can just get a pizza. Literally the same night I am suffering for it. That's like rare. That doesn't, usually there's like a day where you're like, hmm, you know. Sometimes see how I feel. Like tonight, my body was just like, <laughs> "Fuck you." Yeah, you might as well have eaten kitty litter, and your body would be having the same reaction. Mm-hmm. Actually, that probably would have bound me up a little bit better. It probably would have been better for me. <laughs> just absorbs everything and shoots yeah. it out of you in a poo pellet. Somewhere, someone has for something eaten kitty litter, thinking it was going to benefit them, and been wrong. <laughs> America's too big. I'll even say that happened somewhere in America. Pro- probably Florida. Let's be honest. Florida man fills up stomach with kitty litter and has to go to ER to get like a brick removed from his stomach. <laughs> Trying to cure his diarrhea by eating yeah. kitty litter under the assumption that it would just absorb all up. of the diarrhea and he could pass it like a regular turd. Yeah. But as you said, filled his guts with a brick so that when, when they cut him open, do it. it was a clump of litter and diarrhea. <laughs> Yeah. Worst surgery ever. <laughs> we almost let him die. <laughs> Nurse, we're going to need a lot of suction in here. <laughs> She's like, Sir, why did you do this? And he's just like, well, uh, I was going to eat some sawdust, but that seems stupid. <laughs> You're saying, well done. Oh. You're right. You're right. Eating sawdust would have been stupid. I can't argue uh, with that logic. If anyone's pressing that, charges against you, I'm not. Yeah, that's, we have a very we have very low regard for Florida <laughs> on this podcast as well. We talk a lot about Disney, but we also talk about Florida being purchased by Disney. Yeah, well, yeah, they've earned it by being Florida. So fuck you. You know what you did. Hey, fuck you. I live in North Mickeyburg, and you're just like, <laughs> great. It's, it's, it's peaceful. It's great, sir. The Mouseketeers keep the peace. Yep. Uh, again, an army of goofies is just like the best thing I've ever heard of. Oh, oh wait. I totally forgot we were going to talk about something we actually like, which was the what? boys. We just never got there. You're right. You're right. We didn't. Do you want to talk about the boys? I want to talk about the boys. Hey, we've been it, ta- we've it's been weird. Again, we've already we've already explained why it's difficult for us to talk about things we like. So. Yeah, and you, try. you can pick I'll a try. reason. We're assholes, we're cynical, we're not interesting, whatever it is. It's like you see in the podcast what you want to see, so our excuses are what they are to you. But mm-hmm. we will try 
to talk mm-hmm. about something that we're positive about mm-hmm. and give you your best entertainment value for it. So Here we go. Uh, it's a show. I like. I just pop a blood vessel. <laughs> oh, God, it hurts. Huge oh, blood clot just shoots out of your nose. Uh, I like the boys a lot because I... It's just uh, it, it's uh, they do it in such a fun way. And again, for anybody who doesn't really know the plot of this show, it, it came from a concept where somebody was like, "What if superheroes were just assholes? Like, what if what if they were just pieces of shit?" And there's like super insane power. Like the Superman on the show is just a monster. Um, and again, we're gonna probably get into some spoilers. I feel like that's the best way to do it, right? Or do we want to? How yeah, do I, do? I mean, I mean, we'll, spoilers. We don't have to get super specific, but there's just like any... I want them to watch the show if they haven't, but I also want them to keep listening to the podcast because I'm getting paid so much to keep them interested. Absolutely, I understand your predicament. It's hard to talk about certain aspects of the boys if you can't bring up a couple things. So, like saying that Homelander, which is the show's analog of Superman, is an evil yeah. prick is totally safe to say. Um, the Aquaman guy tries to me too the new girl on her first day. Wonder Woman's mm-hmm. a drunk. Well, yeah, it's not even the fact that they do these things. I mean, it's it's more the fact that like they're completely unapologetic in, in doing these things. It's not the kind of thing where he's like, I'm trying to save the day, and oh my God, I end up getting someone killed, and it like rides my conscience. It's like, I killed somebody, and it's your fucking fault because you were in my way. Yeah. I'm just so sorry that you were in my way. ordinary people get hurt by them constantly there's like a whole like public relations bureau dedicated to handling those kinds of things because they're like sawing people in half on accident while like trying to rescue a busload of orphans and shit like that like there's a lot of collateral damage that takes place and these people are celebrities so imagine if Alyssa milano had heat-seeking vision yeah, that's basically what it is, too. And it's the sense that, like, they are making the Marvel films or that, like, you know, the version of it. So it'd be like if the people in the Marvel films had the powers that they had in the films and were also superheroes in their day-to-day lives. That's Chris Hemsworth playing Thor <laughs> under the idea that in real life, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so he can just go around and jack people up with a hammer. And and he does so. And uh, there's this huge company because, again, it's all so corporate that they try to keep the image of all these people so squeaky clean that they hide all of the terrible things that they do. And it ends up there's just like, honestly, and it's hard. I I want them to watch it, so I don't want to spoil it. But like one of the, the most brutal but best like like ideas for a show like that happens in this show um, where it's like when they go to save people but they they can't save them and what what results from that Mm -hmm. and it's so good in the vaguest way possible which must be frustrating which maybe hopefully makes you want to watch the show it's got to find out what i'm talking about it's got great moral dilemmas it's got fucking fantastic characters everyone on it is perfect the guy that plays homelander not since John Hamm played Don Draper was someone like tailor made for a role like that. Oh, he's so he's good, perfect. You, you hate him so much. He's so menacing. It's just so well done, and it's just great. Like I now understand, I think why we both like it because it's a paranoia thriller about a bunch of guys who are completely powerless themselves, trying to go after the mob, the Marvel universe, and Hollywood all rolled into one. 
under the umbrella of this giant corporation. So it's literally trying to fight City Hall. It's everything mm-hmm. you and I have ever talked about with Disney. So it <laughs> makes sense that we latch onto it because we're like, oh, this is like, <laughs> we'd be like these guys if Disney ever tried to take over. They no. come looking for us. We've known about it the whole time. Watch out, Donald Duck. If that, so, uh, Donald Duck's at the door. Run, run. <laughs> <laughs> Just culminates in Rory fighting Nazi Donald Duck with lightsabers. I'd like to think in this universe, like I, I'm married with kids, so I have like a lot to lose when, when, like the the Disney Gestapo shows up at my door. <laughs> Like, shoot my family in front of me. No! No! And they're like, you know, they kill me, but it doesn't kill me, you know? Like, the bullet gets lodged or something. It's like one of those stories. It's like, well, you're dying, and I have these horrible headaches, but I've got just enough time left to take it out in the company that did me wrong. Sounds good. They took everything from me. I think that's basically basically the Punisher, except against Disney. (laughs) Which is kind of what is going on in The Boys, the character Billy the Butcher. Like, that's basically kind of his story is like a guy with nothing left to lose who's a bad motherfucker and is like losing his humanity is trying to fight these like literal gods. It's like Brad Pitt if he could tear you in half. I just thought of him tearing me in half and I laughed about it. That's what that was. I was like, (laughs) I don't know why I laughed at the thought of it, but I did. I really picture it. I chose to believe he meant that sexually. No. He was ripping you but in he... half. <laughs> Ladies. He saw you like a lot. I don't I assume I assume Brad Pitt having sex in any way probably appeals to heterosexual women. Right. If I know one thing about women, and let's face it, I know a lot of things about women, as anyone yeah, I mean, as, to this podcast would know. As we've seen in the past, yeah, you're so woke. I have it on good authority <laughs> that no woman can resist the thought of two guys having sex with each other. Really? Well, see, like, so that's the thing where people are like, aren't you into, like, lesbian porn? And I'm like, not really. And, and they're like, why not? I'm like, because there's, no, like, there's no room in there for me. They don't, they don't want me there. So why would I be interested in it? But that's I why women it. love it because they're like, oh, they're fucking each other. So we don't have to deal with them. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I got no dog in this fight anymore. <laughs> Carry on, gentlemen. There's no, they, they're not jerking off to it. They're just like, that would literally make my life better. So I'm going to go read a book. About horny vampire teens. Go ahead and bite me, Sir Reginald. Or horny wizard teens. It really, it's all interchangeable. Horny wizard teens would be an amazing CW show that we should pitch. (laughs) Horny wizard teens. Teens. Which kind of already happened, I guess, with the Sabrina show on Netflix, but I didn't watch that. So we could probably get away with doing anything. Listen, there was only one Sabrina for me, and it happened back back when okay you are very correct i can't the guy who voiced salem the cat was just it was the best thing i've ever heard pitch perfect oh look out sabrina <laughs> just so good on that dumb mechanical cat puppet it was <laughs> perfect i remember watching the behind the scenes shit where like it's really hard to get salem the cat just just you know the mechanics of it have a lot of shows wouldn't take this on and you're just like <laughs> laughing so fucking hard about it <laughs> The thing's just thrashing. It doesn't look realistic in any way. Tom, Tom, we need to get the cat down. She's like, swings too hard and cuts one of the actresses. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. It's like it's like that trivia you heard back from like when the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii and like one of the kids was like, I don't know, I'm not getting on that roller coaster. Like, we're going to do one more round and it would have decapitated all of them if they had been on it. 
Hello world, there's a song that we're singing. <laughs> I know it's the partridges, or I don't even know which ones that were. But what a great, what a like somewhere there's a universe where the whole Brady family got murdered in Hawaii during the filming of the special, and that was just what happened. It's just one by one. Someone gets attacked by a shark while in a surf contest. Yeah. Somebody gets murdered by a guy in a bar in fucking Honolulu. Actually, that's a good point. You've got to assume, you know, that it the the camera wouldn't have murdered all of the people. Some of those actors would have had to live with the horror of watching some of the other characters die. Uh, mostly, probably the kids, because let's be honest, you're a director for the show, right? How are you going to arrange them in the roller coaster cars? The smallest are going to be in the front, and the tallest are going to be in the back, so you get a better shot. And so those kids are dying. That camera just, just comes off and... It's just shaving through them. They're dead. Like those yeah. videos on Instagram with the hot knife through the cheese wheel. Just right on your pasta. It's that, but blood on you while you're looking at parrots down below secretly uh, we didn't know but the whole brady family were a bunch of method actors so they all get off like uh, and they're dying is is marcia okay and jan's last words are marcia 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 and just <laughs> flat lines someone tries to start a slow clap not now not the time not now now we they get it all on film <laughs> cut to the end credits just yeah 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 it's brady's <laughs> beach song yeah 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 <laughs> they filmed it first <laughs> whole thing was shot out of continuity well i mean oh that's nice listen how hard is it for us to get the right the rights to the brady bunch do you think to write that movie on spec a brady movie know. where I... they all die while they're on vacation i imagine us going to some someone's trailer out in hollywood and i don't mean like a, a hollywood trailer. i mean like someone living in a trailer and mm-hmm. they're like i don't know man i literally get hundreds of dollars a year off of the syndication of the brady bunch why would i want to give that to you guys and we're like oh that's a good point i don't know yeah you want to remake the uh the, the brady uh hawaii special is that what you were getting at no i mean i would but i don't know if i want to do that or horny teen wizards more i mean that's a good and let's be honest if we were going to remake any anything from uh the brady bunch it would be when marcia gets hit in the face with the football we'd really go for it though like it'd be all about that one scene and it would be she'd gush blood it's not even a football, later it's a kettlebell yeah even <laughs> later when she's on the date you don't mind <laughs> no jan you're beautiful anyways and i'm pretty sure that episode ended with the guy making a move on her and she realized that it didn't matter whether her nose was broke or not because the dude was a creep and she goes home learning a lot about how you're supposed to feel about you know yourself on the outside and the inside and then marcia in real life went on to do a lot of drugs and had some problems did she oh yeah I thought that was Jan. Didn't Jan? No, that was Marsha. Really? Oh, yeah. So she carried that attitude over from the show. Respect. <laughs> Did she? Yeah, Marsha, like Marsha, Marsha. The character learned nothing, but... Or no, the character learned everything, but the actress didn't learn anything at all. It's very sad. Interesting. And also... Uh... It's like the portrait of Dorian Gray. Yeah. And then also Greg was banging the mom. No. Greg was the oldest, right? The oldest brother was banging the mom. How do you know this stuff? Because I watched a lot of TV as a child instead of being parented. 
(laughs) (laughs) The Brady's raised me. Yeah. There's a lot of that. And uh, I feel like the mom was, I don't know what her name was, but she was going to make moves on the guy who played the dad. And she realized after a couple of times when they had to do like intimate scenes in the bedroom, she realized that he was gay. Yeah. He had to hide that from Hollywood though, obviously, because at the time you couldn't, you know, that's just how it was. Very, very sad. Very sad stuff. But yeah, Greg banging the mom. Anyways. Huh. Mm-hmm. What else do you know? Hit me with some other ones. Other Brady. Hot goss. Uh, the, uh, the, the person who played their maid ended up butchering five people. Yep. That makes sense because yeah. she dates a butcher no. on the show. <laughs> no, so you if know. you were watching it, the clues were there all yeah. along. Oh, Sam the Butcher was one of them. Yeah. Real dark footage. Sam the Butcher. <laughs> I want to make that spin off so bad. He's so just a just, butcher who just kills women, but can't shake Alice or the Brady Bunch. But we film it like it's the Brady Bunch, so it's just... <laughs> How uh, you guys doing? Don't look in the back of my freezer truck. <laughs> Here's a tube steak. I'm, I think we've got a lot of ideas to pitch now. This is, this is good. This Can is you imagine? Because they made those movies in the 90s. Those, like, weirdo Brady Bunch movies with the whole new cast. Like, Ben oh, Stiller's wife. Those. Christine Taylor, I think, is her name. And the bad guy was, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, it's going to bother me now. The yeah. villain in Wayne's World. The villain in Super Troopers 2. Oh, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Why did I forget Rob Friend Lowe's of the show, name? Rob did- Lowe. And why did I use those obscure, obscure movies? I mean, I guess Super Troopers 2 isn't super obscure. Why did I get say, it? We're in sync. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. But yeah, I think Rob Lowe is the villain in the Brady movie as well. I, think, I mean, I, I can't help you. I haven't seen it in a long it's, time. It's that one or the second one because there's like a statue or something that he's a con artist and he knows it's worth a shit ton of money. So he's trying to get it... <laughs> I, 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 and he's ingratiating himself with the Bradys, and it's obviously very, very weird because it's the '90s. So it's basically him doing but, what he did yeah. in Tommy Boy, and just doing it in the Brady movie. Oh yeah, Rob Lowe did a lot of the same thing when you go back and look at it, and I respect him for it. But uh, whether that was typecasting or whether you know those were the types of roles that his agent sought out for him, who knows? Real, real interesting questions there. Yeah. I think when you're handsome, Rory, you can do pretty much whatever you want, so why not take the path of least resistance? Yeah, like sleep with an underage girl and get away with it. That's That's what Rob Lowe did. That happened. He's just got a kid out there in Tampa somewhere. Really? She's working at Shell Shuckers, which is a, like, knockoff fucking, to be PC about it, restaurant. Why don't you just say it's like a knockoff Hooters? Because people need to know what it, I don't. I you can't use the Hooters IP. Oh, we can't. No, we don't get money get, from them yet. You'll get sued because we're making a very serious allegation against Rob Lowe. We'll just throw the word allegedly in there, and everything's fine. Exactly. Allegedly. Yeah. There we go. Now we're covered. Rob Lowe, <sighs> allegedly a monster. I mean, he'll be on uh, to defend it on on the hundredth episode. Wouldn't that be great if we got Rob Lowe in the hundredth episode? Friend of the show, Rob Lowe. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Heard the thanks. terrible things you said about me. Uh, made my wife cry. I'm like, guys, Rob Lowe is here. What is this? <laughs> oh, my God, Donnie. Have you told anybody? <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> I can't. It's terrible. Uh, well, we'll, yeah. put, we'll put the feelers out with friend of the show, Rob. 
see if he wants to yeah. pop on the 100th episode. Yeah, he's going to just, no. <laughs> I, I got five minutes into the show and heard someone raving about Baby Yoda being an anti-Semite, but also maybe Larry David. I don't. I don't understand what's going on. I'm 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 <laughs> no. done. Yeah, I can't I can't be on this in good conscience. Please, I'm please block me. Like, okay, good. That's what we were going for. That's that's all we really wanted is just any kind of interaction. Yeah, I mean, if we could just have that to talk about on the 100th episode, be great. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. <laughs> 100th episode. Next episode. This is the 99th, right? This is 99. How exciting. Yeah, I, I mean, hope it, never to live this old. <laughs> it seems like a really not a great, you know, not a great year. Ninety nine. Yeah. Someone out there, it's like my, my grandparents. Ninety nine. Just and I bet, good for them. And I bet I they don't want to be that guy. Aged like bread, so good for them. Mm-hmm. You can imagine where technology is going to be when we're in our nineties. I don't want to. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see what Pornhub becomes by the time I'm ninety. <laughs> I don't know, Rory. I all I can it's say be... is there are two people in this world who want to live to be a hundred and thirty years old. It's not you or me. No, no, thank. And you. it's going to happen to us as a result of that. We're we're as we've shown in trying to review something we love, as we've shown in our disdain for the major corporation Disney. We don't. We're Getting a lot of airtime. Yeah, exactly. We are 100% the problem, which is why we're going to live forever. Uh, that would just be so disappointing. Our hatred will sustain us indefinitely, and that's the great tragedy. <laughs> we're not even just, not even with like robotics or, or technology, it's just us, these two emaciated husks. <laughs> 147 <laughs> years old. God damn these vitamins. Just these goo sacks of bile and will to live. They're just, at this point, like, advanced nurses and doctors are keeping us alive for the curiosity. I wonder when they're going to turn to dust. And every now and then they <laughs> stick us with a needle, some sort of protein we need. Ah, son of a bitch! Stick me in the, the VR Pornhub machine so I can fuck a stranger <laughs> from around the world. Just a huge port in the back of our heads. Yeah. <laughs> just like the Matrix. Oh, you put so me in a hentai one again. God damn it. It's just all fucking... That's the dream. That's the dream. It's the nightmare. And all the drugs in the world to make an old man care about it. <laughs> no, I don't want them. <laughs> Let me die, please. I don't want to go back there. Yeah. That's the dream. You and me end up in old man matrix. That's probably what we're in right now. Once you go in it, they just make you relive your entire lifetime again and again and again. Yeah. And you gradually become more aware of it. And us yeah. doing the podcast is the first step in that awareness we're like an ai becoming self-aware so you're saying like in you know another 50 years i'm gonna wake up and someone's gonna go how was that mr fitzgerald i'm gonna go i hated it <laughs> i don't want to do it again, again. And they're like what you want to do it again no oh, right and they just slack <laughs> same life uh back to the beginning an infant yeah this is bullshit <laughs> and just immediately cry and poo myself when <laughs> Not much has changed on both ends. I feel like that's got to be the most exciting part about living at a home. <laughs> I'd just be such an asshole. So that's why I never want to get there. Like, I'm mad. Change me. <laughs> 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 okay, Mr. Fitzgerald. The thing Take is... Take all the dignity out of being an old man. <laughs> there are people I was there... alive during 9-11. Change me. <laughs> Everything's different now. 
<laughs> Half the buildings talk to me when I walk in, and I don't like it. <laughs> now clean my poo. <laughs> Oh. oh, I don't know if we get a much better bit than that, Rory. Yeah. Mr. Fitzgerald, we told you, you have to start eating solids again. Make me. Just all applesauce diet for a week. Just to make those orderlies hate their lives. If there's anyone in the world I believe yeah. would actually do that and rob other individuals of their dignity in the process, <laughs> it's definitely you. I went to college for this, sir. Good, now get over here and put it to work. You are going to be a violinist, huh? You just <laughs> just fire a little diarrhea salvo. Why don't you play a song for me, Juilliard, and just <laughs> just paint the wall? Oh God, they'd kick me out. <laughs> we might as well just let them. They would. What they would do is I'd keep trying to escape, and they would one day just let me leave. I'd get like three feet out the door. Oh no, an unusually high curb, and I just <laughs> shatter at the ankles. You're just dragged away glass. by a wild cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is all bones. It says, and it just spits me back. <laughs> Finally, I can die over a course of three days in the wilderness, like I always wanted. <laughs> Like I always dreamed. With all the dignity that I thought it would be. I get eaten by deer. <laughs> Just... <laughs> no, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be kind. They're gnawing at my ankles. I uh, uh I think we got a George Costanza this one. I don't think we topped that bit. Nope. I think that's it. You just want to walk out on that one? I think yeah. Go out on top. Alright. Enough John. Yeah, that's fine. Rory. Do you have anything else you want to add, but don't fuck up the great ending of the show? <laughs> no, I'm good. Smart choice. I'm making the same one. I'm dumping out. So until next time, the big 100th episode. Thank you. Go fuck yourselves. And goodbye. Goodbye.